Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. He went into high alert. Fires could be just as devastating then as they are now. Duh. Uh, White road closer to see what was happening. How big was the fire? Was it moving quickly? What direction was it burning? Uh, White road to the fire so he could report back to camp with the most accurate information possible. As White approached the cave, however, we can wander our way over. Because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Supling. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is another wonderful Wednesday here with the Wandering Ways crew. I am the Reverend Marcus, and with me, as usual. Ranger Zach, how are we doing, Ranger Zach? Um, fantastic. You know, as you do that opening, I'm wondering, like, should we just record it and get it going, and then be like, the Nature Podcast? No, I think that's a little too zing zing zow type thing. I don't think that's really our style. Okay, fair, fair. I like the welcoming. I like the opening. I like how it's going. I was like, do I need to chug a water bottle? Like, just chug it while you're saying that saying, see how much I can just, just get down see, You just goal. keep water falling until the it's over? Yeah, and you just keep keep it going longer and longer every time. No, I don't know what we've been, what we'll do. Uh, I like it. I like, I like that we've got kind of an opening now. We're going, we're just more than a clink. Uh, we want to welcome all six of you wanderers. No, I think there's a little bit more than that now. There's seven. <laughs> yeah. Josh decided to hop back on the wagon. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. There you go. There you he go. doesn't, he doesn't listen. But speaking of that cowboy, speaking of it, he took, he got his snow tires on that little Mazda of his and he said, I'm going to head out. Well, to him, it's east. He's going to head east from Oregon. And uh, he got over here. He uh, Today, he went snowboarding in the Bridger Bowl. Uh, I saw is, that, actually. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. And uh, he, we went fishing last weekend. We oh, went ice fishing. Didn't catch dick. Well, that's why they call it fishing, not catching. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, so... We were fishing in like four feet of water. So I was like, eh, I don't think we'll catch anything. And part of that, though, there's two reasons. Okay. Part of it, Jared and Josh didn't really want to fish. You could tell. Oh. The other part was the further out we went, the shallower the ice got. There was open water in <laughs> places. And why were you on the ice then? It was eight inches thick where we were. Oh. But like we drilled a hole maybe... 20 yards away from the ice hut that was on four inches of ice. Shit. And, uh, well, you could kind of see the layers, right? Like, cause of on top of the water, how it looks. But like, I was walking out on that four inches at one point and I felt it like, kind of like bubble is a way of saying it, where it's like you step yeah. and you're just like, Oh, but it was so clear. Cause how it froze, it froze so clear. Like I could see right down through and be like, Oh, look, there's a canoe paddle. Someone dropped. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I've actually I've walked on ice before. That was only maybe I mean, maybe two inches thick in reality. I mean, it was it was honestly really sketch uh, that I was right. walking on it. It was on a golf course and we were hitting balls off the middle of this lake. <laughs> crazy, crazy. No, but I think two inches is the like you can walk on two inches, but that's where it starts to get real sketch um four inches is pretty solid i want to say like six to eight inches you can like drive an atv out on ice and then i think it's like 10 to 12 inches you can drive a truck out on the ice um i you know i'm the guy when it comes to going out on the ice and ice fishing i'm the guy that's like look out on the water and determine like okay there's another ice fisher out there we're good 
oh there's you know like it's thick like there's holes when you dig your ice holes you're like oh it's 12 inches thick we're we're fine this ain't going to be the end of the world the problem i do have uh like with this last weekend is like jared and josh like they drove jared's jeep to the back of the lake where like we where we see people go fishing all the time yeah the problem is is that's where it was more shallow there was no people there this go around and most of the people were off this one point and it was like another thing kind of thing to me is when it comes to fishing is like sometimes go to where the people are you know i mean you would think so but uh, you know sometimes you don't want to be near people right no i i do get that but when we're when we're questioning you know because it has been like 50 degrees 40 degrees when you're questioning that aspect of the ice melting and like it getting thin go where the people are i feel like because they're going to be on the thicker ice um but no you're right i do get like you want to go away but i think another thing with ice fishing going by the people what isn't terrible is there's not a lot of movement with fish when the water gets cold so like you if you can create that movement with minnows or worms or whatever you may be using the bait the jigs you yeah. might be attracting fish to that area, you know. Yeah, I feel you there. But it's all luck in reality, and it's just hanging out with your buddies, having a good time. You know, we were able to catch some of the football games on the phone because we had service, and you're just sitting there waiting for the rods to get hit, and you're talking, having a good time. Uh, you know, we've done it in the past where we've snowmobiled, uh, done other things like that, you know, where you can go. It's fun. Um, I kind of have an idea this this weekend. Uh, I got going one to... question about the last weekend you went on. I just go got one it. little question. It's probably a yes or no kind of question. You didn't catch any fish, but did you catch a heck of a good time? Oh, my goodness. Yes, we did. Um, okay, did you see the sunset? Did you see the sunset? I don't think I phenomenal. saw it. It was phenomenal. It um not only that, but we had the um the phenomenal sunset. We went to uh Yellowstone Hot Springs and you see the I, comet? No, it was too cloudy and it's been really um, cloudy. So it's been pretty sucks. shitty. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to figure that out. Um but we went to that Yellowstone Hot Springs and I did the cold pool. I did the you're so what you're supposed to do is you're walking the like they have like a hot walkway and a cold walkway and you do the cold, you do it seven times. You walk on each side and then you, they say get in the cold pool for at least one second. Yeah. You get in the cold pool, cool off, which actually kind of feels kind of good because it, it is cold out. Like it was like 10 degrees out. So it's like, you're frozen anyway, mm-hmm. cause your upper body's cold. Yeah. And you get in that cold pool and you dive into it. And you're like, oh, this kind of feels good. And then you get out and you sit in the hot pool and you get that needly feeling. But yep. it really was a good relaxing. And then me and Thea even drove all the way back to Billings uh, from there. And the nice thing about that was like you get to sleep in your own bed. So it's just like it's all, it all is good. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Oh, no, I love a good hot, cold um contrast there like that uh it feels real good so if you can find a hot springs that has both it's no i haven't been to yellowstone the only one i've been over there in that area is the chico the 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 chico well at least the the chico yeah but no we'll have to get you down in that yellowstone next time you're up in that area um no it was good and then the ice fishing you know we're going again this weekend um coming up like two days from now because they're like let's do it again and it's just like because they want to go up by a lake by bozeman and you know i was like we'll try it we'll see um you never know but what i want to do and this is kind of what i want to run by you and the wanderers here so please email me at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com w-a-n-d-e-r-i-n-g-w-a-y-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m and you can shoot me what you think but i'm going to ask mark so i'm going to take my camera oh side note pause before the big question pause guess what i got for the camera uh i'm gonna guess a red lens a 600 millimeter lens oh 
Yeah, we can get Ooh. some zoom going. We can get some zoom going. There you go. So zoom. I, zoom. So I'm taking my camera up there because hopefully we get some animals. But with that being said, I was thinking, oh, I could set it up on a tripod and we can have a uh we could do like ice fishing and we could talk about ice fishing and we could kind of do like a live broadcast kind of thing me josh and jared and just talk about all the times we've been why we do it something to do because like josh it's funny because like one of the questions i want to ask is like josh you're the one who like recommended this ice fishing trip but last week ice fishing you're like i fucking hate this why do we do this but yet he's the one calling me and says, Hey, let's go to highlight next week. I mean, you could probably get some good stuff if you did it. Oh, especially um, with Josh. You know what I mean? If you can yeah, get him talking. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I just wanted to go, dude. Right. But we got to get him drinking a little bit. So I was thinking, film it in the afternoon, get that talking going, and then just boom hammer into it and we'll get some good content for hopefully the wanderers and we can post that to youtube <laughs> yeah we'll have to call that wandering ways after dark probably <laughs> yeah ice fishing in the hut in the hut yeah i mean i honestly like that hut you know in in reality if we were to like tent camp you just bring a tarp and you lay on the tarp or you like cause it just doesn't have a floor well, that's the only thing. And it just pops. It's four corner, four sizes, pops out in the top, and then it's oh, it's good, good, oh. good, good to go. Nice. That's uh that's kind of legit uh, of a setup. Yeah, no, it's nice. And you put a like propane heater in there and you get those ice huts up to and we're gonna, you know, Matt Buddy here. So if you want to donate, go ahead and donate to us too. But uh my thought is Matt buddy and I, he's coming over for president's day. Yeah. And we're going to go over to Sealy and we'll go ice fish Sealy. And part of that we're thinking is buying an ice saw and buying a spear. And in the ice hut, you just open up a big fucking rectangle and you go spearing for Pike. I mean, you know, Matt needs another way to fail at fishing. So I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're not wrong because you'd be like matt throw it throw it why yeah. the fuck did you not throw it yeah i mean i feel like that guy tries every method of fishing out there i love when he just like he talks sports and acts like he's so good at like yeah i, I get it and it's like matt i feel like you were the guy that got dinked in the head well he did have you ever talked to him yeah <laughs> right no that's good but what have you been up to my guy i've been i feel like we we just talk ice 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 been surviving that's literally all i've been doing i mean last time uh we recorded a podcast i was still in the heat of being like sick i didn't realize like how sick i actually was um but i mean i was i was like bad i was out bad i uh the night after we recorded the last episode um that night i woke up my whole bed was just drenched in sweat because i was just sweating the whole night and i was like in the whole cocoon position i had my blankets like up to my freaking like chin i had like i had like literally only like this much uncovered of me and i just like i was i was like legitimately might have been dying i mean you probably did die for a bit probably a little bit you know but uh we back we alive we got a little (laughs) bit of a cough but and you know the sniffles left over but shit what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Uh, you hope it does for me you know it's the first (laughs) time in like four years i had been sick uh i'd gone through the whole covid thing without getting covid this was not covid either i tested for it so still haven't gotten covid Loving that life. Um, but uh, you know, got a more open weekend. We're gonna see it's supposed to be clear, it's supposed to be cold. Uh, don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Um uh, we'll find out what I'm gonna do this weekend. Come the weekend. So, and then uh things really pick up at work, so I don't know how much. So I'll 
definitely need to get out and do something uh, this weekend. So, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been doing a whole lot, um, which is okay because we didn't come today to record to listen to me talk about stories. We didn't come today to talk about ice, although ice is always nice and it's fun to talk about. Um, no, today we came to continue our ABCs of the national parks, continuing in our CAs with good old Carlsbad Caverns. Lovely little spot. Haven't been. I've uh, heard great things. Um, but yeah, no, we're here. Carlsbad Caverns. Uh, just some quick fire uh fun quick fire facts for you it's located in the state of new mexico it's not 70, old mexico not old mexico new mexico it's the acreage is 73.07 miles visitation is 440,691 visitors in 2019 lowest elevation of the three major levels the deepest is 1027 feet below ground average annual precipitation the park averages 14.9 inches of annual uh precipitation and when did this park when did it become a national park you ask great question it's october 25th 1923 president Calvin Coolidge, save that one for uh, trivia night, everybody, created Carlsbad Caverns National Park. Those are the quick fires. Make sure you save those for your next uh, pub trivia night because uh, you never know when you're going to need those quick facts like that. You're not wrong, and and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you on one because I caught it here and I heard you say it. 1928 is when it became a national monument. And then, and then, in 1930, it became a national park. So two oh. years later, it became the 18th national park. There Loki. you go. Uh, it must have been 1923 when President Coolidge created the area. So it might not even have been a monument. It might have President Coolidge might have just been like, "Yo, we're gonna do a thing with this." Right here, President Calvin Coolidge set the cave aside as a national monument in 1928, and Congress would declare Carlsbad Caverns a national park two years later. I don't know. My source is different. Uh, to be fair, I'm going to kind of go off your source. So I go with the 1930 whatever. Uh, so, um... Hey, it's cool. It deserves to be a park. It's good that in the 30s, during that time frame in history, they were able to determine that this place needed to be set aside. You know, I know I in the bad book, in the bad, 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 bad book, the subpar books by Amber Share, poorly lit and just plain is what one viewer had to say. Um, poorly lit. Well, yeah, you're in a cave. I know. Um, that's what's funny about that. And plain. I mean, it's one of the most magnificent caves in the world. Don't they say like they have the like, great the great chandelier one person says will rogers the can the grand canyon with a roof on it yeah it makes sense because they got like the it's like the big room i think they call it um which is just this massive massive uh area which i think you can go and visit the the big room or the great room as they call it uh I when believe... you go to um carlsbad caverns because there's some Oh, there's a lot of the caves um, in there that you can't visit, which is fine. You don't need to see all the caves. Well, right here. Here's the Carlsbad Caverns, uh, the secrets to the national parks, right? Uh, Yucca Canyon Trail. Located in southeastern New Mexico's Guadalupe Mountains, Carlsbad Caverns National Park is mostly known for its 117 caves that lie beneath its rocky slopes and canyons. Above ground, however, holds wonders to... As well, 250 million years ago, the mountains were a reef that edged an inland sea, and the rocks are studded with the preserved bodies of sponges, algae, and uh, natulis. Uh, people come here to visit the caves, but most forget the fact that there's over four, four, 46,000 acres here, and most of that is wilderness, says Paula Bauer, management assistant. There is marvelous hiking here. 
Bauer recommends Yucca Canyon Trail, which runs along the southwestern corner of the park, accessible by road for high-clearance vehicles. The trail climbs a side canyon, then levels out on top of an escarpment. Escarpment? That's a weird word. That offers a dizzying view of the vast Permian Basin, all that remains of the Inland Sea. Near the end of the 7.7-mile trail, hikers are rewarded with a secret stand of ponderosa pines, which is an unusual sight in Carlsbad, explains Bauer. They're a holdover from when this wasn't a desert. So that's kind of interesting. But I, what I really wanted to point out was the 117 caves. So there's a lot of caves. It's a big cave system. Yeah. Um, I not I think Mammoth Cave is one of the largest caves, actually, like the cave networks when you talk about it, when Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky where I do think this one has some of the most beautiful like stalagmites and stalactites in the world. I really do think Carlsbad is known for that. Yeah, it is for that. I mean, what makes Carlsbad Cavern, I think, uh, unique is, is like the size really of the, like the different rooms. Cause like I just found while you were reading that, like the big room that I was talking about mm-hmm. that, that one there is 8.2 acres. Yeah. So it's a massive uh, area that you can like go in and be inside, which makes sense for the comment, you know, it's a Grand Canyon with a roof on top, you know, because that's just going to be a mat. And that would be wild to see, you know, just go in and just see this massively opened uh, um, cave network there. Um you know, caves are cool. I have only, well, I've been to a couple of caves, but Wind Cave is the only national park cave, um, which is another very cool, very, very cool one. Um, but Carlsbad, you know, it's in New Mexico. Um, I believe it's north uh, New Mexico there. No. It is not. Southeast. No, I get, I get that one uh, mixed up. I'm thinking Mesa Verde. That's on me. Um, Mesa Verde is Colorado. Just north. Yeah, but it, it's yeah, it's just north of New Mexico. It's no. in the, that's the area I was thinking of. If you're, I think if if you're doing this park, honestly, kind of kind of where you're going with it, you possibly could get a Big Bend, Texas, you know, national park. But you're kind of it's a longer road trip that might be your next destination. But you have like White Sands National Monument National Park. Um, you have the petroglyphs in Albuquerque. Um, you have Roswell, New Mexico, if you're into the alien hubbub. Um, you have like Santa Fe, if you're into the art scene and the cultural scene. Um, and then like, yeah, I mean, you could maybe make the trip from a Carlsbad to a, uh, a Mesa Verde if you're if you're doing kind of a longer trip. Um, but, I, you know, New Mexico itself, if you look at like White Sands, Carlsbad, Albuquerque, you know, if you, you kind of kept that your base for, you know, two, three, four days, you, you know, you're going to have a good time. You can make, you know, it is beautiful. The desert is beautiful in its ways. Um, another kind of cool thing about this park. Um, did you know that nearly 400,000 Brazilian free-tailed bats call the caverns home in the summer and all they want to do at night is eat bugs, several tons of them yeah uh i did know that that there are that many bats because i found a very or not a very interesting but an interesting story actually in kind of involving uh the bats um but and i'll go ahead and read the uh the story here for everyone but a 16 year old cowboy is credited with the first cave exploration um so jim white was rounding up cattle one evening when he spotted smoke from a wildfire off in the distance. He went into high alert. Fires could be just as devastating then as they are now. Duh. Uh, <laughs> White rode closer to see what was happening. How big was the fire? Was it moving quickly? What direction was it burning? Uh, White rode to the fire so he could report back to camp with the most accurate information possible. As White approached the cave, however, he realized that it wasn't smoke he was seeing. It was bats, thousands upon thousands of Brazilian free-tailed bats. And that is how good old Jim White ended up finding the cave. And he went on to later 
build himself a ladder and go down into the cave. And uh, he's been credited with naming several features that are in the cave. Like I think it's devil's armchair is one of them. Um, <laughs> but what I love about that story is that's so many bats to think like from a distance that that's smoke from a wildfire. Yeah. And what's crazy to think about that you say, you know, is like you use birds, like the, uh, carrier pigeons used to be that way in this country until they went extinct. Yeah. And like animal, like I truly, truly think that there are animals out there. Like, like you used to, to see that, like the bison you used to stop train for days. Like it should be that way. We should have more animals than people. And there's an issue with that now that like we, like kind of like there's no real wild animals anymore. You know, even in Africa, you know, an elephant has to cross a road. It's surviving yeah. with, with humans, you know? So it's like, it's, it, it's interesting kind of where we're, we're going. And it's just like, to me, like that, that would be amazing to see bats like that and to just come across that. There's a spot and I want to, I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast because it's kind of a secret spot in my mind with you that I think you and I it's in, it's near Yellowstone, but I think you and I it's a back country trip and it might take us like 20 some miles to get there. Oh shit. But we need, I think this Valley is going to be full of elk and deer and bear and wolves and coyotes. And like, I just, to me, it's like one of those places where I think this goddamn place is so goddamn remote yeah that it's gotta be well the real question is would you be able to make it 20 miles <laughs> we're gonna have to I, if we bring food oh, I, 20 miles of course you're bringing food you still got to be able to physically do it see i think no see i think if we eat before hawaii i don't puke and i think if we eat eat up at the lake on the glacier one on iceberg lake if we have dinner up there I'm fine. Because we didn't eat all day. We didn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then to do a fucking eight mile round, because it's four miles up, four miles back. Yeah, actually, I don't remember what we did in Hawaii. Um, but oh, that, I'm talking the glacier. I don't oh, know. Glacier? I think it was four up, four down. Yeah. I think we ate something before. I See, I didn't. It's because you a dumb-dumb. I'm a dumb-dumb. Uh, yeah, and, but if we went to Carlsbad Caverns or we did that seven mile hike up on top, and that's another thing too. I kind of want to point out where we where we kind of wandered off there, but with some of these cave parks or these parks that have certain features like that, where it's just one feature, but they have a lot of land, like Mammoth Cave, same thing. Like there's stuff to do up on top of the cave. Like it's a forest, oh. it's campgrounds, it's hundred percent. If you're not into looking at the cave, you can still go and uh see that there's more than 50 miles of above ground trails that you can explore the desert landscape there in carlsbad caverns so there's plenty to do other than looking at rock i got a question for you shoot would you ride a bucket down into a cave would i ride a bucket how big's the bucket well Here's the story. Okay. Guano, guano miners, the guano in the caves was used for fertilizer. <laughs> Once used a bucket to lower themselves down, themselves in and out of Carlsbad Caverns from 1923 to 1925. Visitors descended into the caves via the same guano bucket system. Maybe this is why Carlsbad Caverns original original four letter abbreviation was Kaka C A C A. Only two people uh, could fit into the bucket at the time. Now there's a, now there's a more modern elevator which can fit up to sixteen visitors and makes the caverns much more accessible. Even with the guano, I kind of wish the bucket ride was still an option, though. You know, maybe I think if two the people? bucket was as big as like one you'd see like a hot air balloon kind of like um, bucket yeah. thing. I think I would ride one of those down. It said two people. And like, 
in reality, you do like olden times back in the twenties, like that you kind of had like bucket elevator systems, like they called them that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, maybe I'd ride a bucket um, down uh, into Kaka, um, but, you know, that's actually a hilarious nickname for it because um, the back guano mining was like all over the research I did for this one. You just see that they kept <clears throat> mining the guano for uh, for the fertilizer and stuff. So it's funny that Kaka is the... Uh, uh abbreviation or the nickname for it oh it makes sense because like when you get into those places like the national parks they do have a lot of resources they have a lot of natural resources and those natural resources like to be exploited for oil for whatever and like for fertilizer for fertilizer whatever it may be you know like that's how th- some of these things are, you know, like the railroad, like with Glacier, like they, they were using it as a way to get through the mountains, you know, Glacier Park kind of had that vibe. Logan's Pass was that easy point to build a road over, you know what I mean? Like different feats are also happening in these national parks on like the man-made side too, which is kind of interesting. 100%. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, He has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing Indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Uh, not all things are about Carl's caverns or Carlsbad caverns. You know, not all the beautiful and cool stuff is there. There's cool shit everywhere. Cool shit in nature, which means it's time for showing you some cool shit in nature. Actually, I've got a couple wild ones, uh, this week, or at least the second one is it's wild to me anyway. Um, but the first one's a cool thing, actually, I think. Um, but I'll show, we'll show the first one. The first one's very chill. Uh, the second one, uh, you know, if, if you're squeamish or you kind of get scared, maybe the second one's not for you, but, um, here's comes the first one. It's tapping a rubber tree. 
Oh, which I think is kind of cool. They're, yeah. they're going to get some latex out of the tree, which I think is just kind of rather fascinating. Yeah. And here it is over time. But essentially, it's just making the tree bleed. I mean, it's got to come from somewhere, right? 100%. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things. I don't know if you, you always think about it when uh, you're uh, where it comes from. And then, you know, seeing it come out of the tree like that is really kind of cool. Yeah, no, it is. And I think like, well, I mean, they do say there is arguments that's the Vietnam War. Part of part of the reason we were in Vietnam was for the rubber trees. I maybe it was know. Korean. Um, no, I, I think it, I think it, it was one of those that there was like uh it's different than like you think it'd be similar to like maple syrup, but it's different. Yeah, right. You would, but it, yeah, it is. It is different. Anyways, here's the uh, second one, and again, if you're a little faint of the heart, um, for people just watching at home, this one's probably. Um, it's a tiger attack if you're curious. Oh, this is the one that like goes after the dude, huh? Yeah. I mean, it just and it's a great kind of view of it cuz it's a guy's up in a tree and you just see he gets uh taken down by a tiger. See, like low key, like I'm all for wildlife like attacking people because like look at that, like this tiger is forced to live like on these farm fields with that road there like these people are probably trying to take pictures of it they're stressing it out you know look at all those people look at like lined up like it's like a bear jam in yellowstone you know like 100 percent. don't get close to the fucker you're stressed it's a cat like you can see that it's like kind of in the very beginning like it's running around that road like like don't 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 mess with me. And then it just takes off. Like it takes the guy down, but it realizes like, I'm not going to kill the guy. I'm just scared. Yeah. He basically was just, he took it down and was like, yo, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. But no, this one is a wild one. Yeah. I never thought I'd see like a full tiger attack on video like that. Well, now you have check it out. Check it out. I know the more that's why you got to keep listening, keep watching to the wandering ways podcast. Cause you're going to see shit. You're going to hear shit that you never thought you'd really hear or see. So it's like, it's a bonus for everyone. It really is. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting to see some of the videos you do share and you do come up with and find, cause it just gets that creative mind going and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I didn't know getting back into the Carlsbad Cavern, right? They're they're one of the parks that requires a reservation, a timed entry reservation. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, but it may be because of how like it is like with getting into the cavern itself, right? Yeah, I'm willing to bet it's probably because of the elevator. If your right. elevator only fits, what did it say, sixteen people? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, like, and that's probably you how know. the tours go down, you know, about 16 and a tour plus the guy, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they've um, probably they've probably been timed entry, whatnot. They have just under a different name for a long time. No, you're probably absolutely right. Um, so that's actually, I'm looking at the top 10 tips for visiting Carlsbad Caverns from Rangers. That's the number one one is return obtain a reservation. Number two is only consume clean water in Carlsbad Cavern. Uh, only clean water can be consumed to protect the cavern. Oh, so maybe maybe Carlsbad Cavern can dethrone Bryce Canyon for some damn good water. I, I we might have to check it out. Um, you can explore Carlsbad Cavern on your own along two trails: the Big Room and the Natural Entrance. Hike time is about one point five hours for the big room trail and one hour for the steep natural entrance trail. Oh, that'd be, that that would be cool. I mean, you can do having the both options is kind of cool. Um, right. To be able to do a tour or do your, the big room would be really cool to go see for sure. 
Carlsbad Cavern, you know, it's home to one of the 10 longest caves in the world and one of the four longest in the uh, United States and the second deepest limestone cave uh, in the country. Uh, It's famous, first seen on TV or made famous on TV in the Planet Earth series. It's the, and I'm going to butcher this name, the Lekugula Cave or L-E-C-H-U-G-U-I-L-L-A. Um, which is really cool. Uh, it's got actually kind of a really cool story. Um, it used to, they used to think it was just this little like 90 foot entrance pit that led to like 400 feet of like dry end passages. But I guess in the 1950s, some cavers heard wind roaring up from the rubble. Um, and finally a group of cavers, uh, gained access or permission from the national park service and began digging in 1984 and voila, the breakthrough into large walking passages occur in, in May of 20, May 26 and 1986, the fourth largest, longest cave in the United States and one of the 10 longest in the world was discovered. Wow, that's not that long ago. I know, right? And to think that like for the longest time, they thought it was just this like kind of like small, though they're like, yeah, we don't need to check that out. No, that's qu- that's cool that they found it. Um, right here, they say that the cave too is also pack a jacket. Because it's about 56 degrees in the cave year round. But is 56 warm or is 56 cold? Depends on where you're from, cowboy. True. Uh, it says it's also very humid in the caves. So uh, 56 and humid. So when you're going, understand that it's 56 and humid pretty much year round. So uh, when you go, plan accordingly. Wear a jacket or don't wear a jacket if that's not your thing. Uh, I probably recommend close though. Uh, it's kind of frowned upon to just wander around uh, in a national park with nothing on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is it? I mean, it's a cool little park. I mean, it's not that big. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes down to like some of the national parks and things to do, you know, like the main feature is the cave itself. You know, and so you're able to do that on your own. They have the visitor center. They have ranger guided tours, which is probably be something if the Wandering Ways team made it down there, we'd probably sign up for one of these tours. Um, we would do a tour for sure. And then I know myself personally, I think I would go and check out what they have in Carlsbad Caverns known as the Bat Flight Program. It runs from late May through October. No reservations needed. And it takes place in the natural entrance to Carlsbad Caverns at the Bat Flight Amphitheater. Um, You'll be treated to a ranger talk beforehand, and then you'll see the main event around sunset, which is when thousands of bats begin to their daily exit from the caverns in search of insects to eat, uh, which would be absolutely wild to watch. I I'd be about it. I do think that would be cool. They also have a night night sky programs. So I, I feel like if you are offering those, you have the like dark skies as well. So you go from the bats yeah. to the stars, like seeing that many bats would be really freaking cool yeah even though i'm not a bat guy yeah yeah i mean bats are i mean seeing that many bats fly in and out of it or out of a cave like that is just gonna be it's gonna be cool i think regardless if you're huge into bats or not maybe you're just batman um but maybe (laughs) you're not but whatever it's gonna be cool to see all those bats (laughs) No, I, I think I, yeah, I agree with you in that sense that it would be cool to see things like that. I mean, just the, the things they do, just like, uh, what is that? The sparrow or the, the one in Rome, the bird. The... Oh, with all the, like, um, the like barn swallow big ones that just move. 
Yeah. And, uh, they, they look like waves in the sky. Yeah. I was reading, I was reading something uh, and it was talking about how birds are able to do that and how there's like, they, they feel the vibrations and they interact with the environment off the like vibrations. So like they're moving in that big like wave kind of because they're mm-hmm. responding to each individual kind of like birds movement. So if one bird slightly gets off trail, the reason why you get the whole wave is because each now each every bird next to in line is making a reaction. And it was, it was, I'm not doing a very good job at explaining it. And also the book I was reading that was explaining it uh, was also just a, a book on like human movement, not like bird movement. So it was just okay. a slight side story to it. So it wasn't the most detail. No, it makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. Like it, it's the, like, if you move to the right, I'm going to move to the right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of where it's yeah. just, and it's very instinctive. There's no real plan. It's just, Oh, you know, they just go and they're just darting around doing their thing. Um, I was really curious because they had a, a, a sign or the, a, a, a note saying they're very like about what water can go inside the caves, no food, no flavored water, no nothing like that. Like they don't let anything in because they don't want to attract any animals other than like the bats that live there. Um, So I was curious, like, okay, so like, yeah, you have some land, some forests. Uh, I was curious what they had around there. You know, they have coyote, gray fox, bobcat, mountain lion, uh, weasels, badgers, skunks, raccoons. Uh, They even have black bears, um, javelina, deer, pronghorn, uh, barbary sheep, rodents. (laughs) But they got they got some animals there, too. If you're in all, all sorts of wildlife, uh, you know, I, when you get on nature, you're down, you're bound to see some uh, wildlife. Hey, that's always a question I'm asking when we go it to is. the parks. I do like I I think there's something about it. I'm about it, you know, and then you could do, the, you know, if you're not necessarily about the wildlife and you got kids, you can do the, the ranger programs. They always got those at these parks. <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Now, whenever we do the wildlife portion, I'm always waiting for to hear the black bear. Um, because I'm waiting for the first park we come across in this ABCs that doesn't have uh, a black bear as like it's a, a attraction. It's gonna be like you know, America Samoa or something like that. Um that ends up not having it, you know, because not all the parks have black bears, but right. sure damn feels like they do right well especially anywhere in the continental u.s like you're going like it's like you throw a dart and you're going to hit a black bear um (laughs) i feel like it's i I kind of to wander a little bit yeah so our our interview with big red eye and yes adventures he talks about the bear maps and using bear sighting maps as a way of like correlating with bigfoot you know what i mean like you throw like I just said, you throw a dart, you find a black bear. Like you're not surprised to come across black bears. But so it's like, is Bigfoot a possibility in all these places too? You know, and that's why we go. That's why we go to these parks and we do our reviews. So that way, um, we at the end, we we always ask that question. What's the <laughs> chance of seeing Bigfoot? And we give you our rating. So that way you know if there's a solid chance to see Bigfoot in all these parks. Hey, low-key Carlsbad Caverns, there's a chance. You're kind of in that New Mexico area. You have the, like, uh, kind of close to Apache, I think, down there. Um, You're in those kind of mountains in that area. Uh, White Sands National Park is also real close. You even, you know, if you if you... If you want to go into Mexico, right, the Guadalupe Mountains National Park is right, like, you're really close to the border in Ah, Carlsbad. there you go. So Guadalupe Mountains National Park is right there on the border. 
So that'd be cool. Yeah, might as well if you're down there. Yeah, might as well. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, we've wandered here, we've wandered there, we've wandered all around some fun facts about Carlsbad Caverns, but it is time for our final words. I gotta be that guy. So final words, my guy. Hey, yeah, no, my final word, I do want to rec- remind you if you are going down to Carlsbad Caverns, I mean, if we were to do it, I'd say fall, spring. Summers are hot. They can get temperatures in the 100s and 90s, and that desert heat can get hot, hot, hot. Um, but you're in a cave, 56 degrees might be better. Um, definitely a place I want to get going to, uh, living in New Mexico. I'm, I think we may have gone down there. I'm not 100% sure. I was a little kid at the time if we did. So it's one of those places I want to get to because I do want to get to a lot of our national parks um if not all of them um and tell you about them so one day hopefully we can talk about carlsbad caverns uh as of uh, us going there but uh until then you know we got other places to go we got uh is it iceland coming up here soon um uh, maybe still a couple <laughs> well, it's not away. coming up that soon but it is coming <laughs> hey man one can dream all right pass it on over to you Revan's final words of wisdom say beautiful everybody I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking all the way through uh, we finished up another wonderful ABC's episode of the Parse. we'll keep going on chugging through uh, we have at least a few more uh, you know we're still in the seas so we're going to be doing this for a while uh, we'll get to your park yeah I know people are anxious I've been getting asked it's alphabetical. So if you're telling me about a park that starts with M, understand that that comes a little bit later down the trail. Um, but we'll get to you. You know, just go out there, be beautiful people, see beautiful things, do some beautiful stuff. Just keep going. And uh, and you know, again, shout out to I Know Squatch wearing the shirt today. Uh, they got some cool stuff. But with that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.